This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Speak Legal, conversations with Community Law Otago, made with the support of Law Faculty, University of Otago. Yeah, this time every week we take a look at matters legal that affect our daily lives here in Aotearoa, New Zealand. And joining us on the line now is Annabella Liu. Uh, today we're going to be talking about separation of powers. Uh, good to have you with us, Annabelle, on the awesome morning show. Separation of powers, it's uh, a, a term probably not, not everyone is familiar with, but it's really the building blocks of our whole ju- judicial system, right? Yes, that's correct. So um, under the Constitution Act, our government is recognised as having three separate branches. Uh, the legislature, which is parliament, who makes the law, the executive and the judiciary, and Obviously, the separation of these branches is known as the separation of power. Now, tell us about the idea behind it. Uh, The idea behind the separation of powers is the people in power have the tendency to use the power to their own advantage. Therefore, when the powers are kept separate, each branch acts as a buffer against the abuse of power from others. Uh, However, the New Zealand legal system does not have a clear-cut separation of powers. Therefore, there is still some overlap between Parliament and the Executive and um, the Judiciary. And this is so they can, each branch can be held accountable. Because if it can keep the government accountable, then it's more likely to be like reliable. Okay, so let's break it down a, a wee bit. Um, let's talk about the Legislature or Parliament. Uh, so Parliament is supreme and Parliament obviously makes the laws after relations is passed by the Sovereign, Um, and Parliament consists of the Sovereign, which is the head of state, who acts on the advice of the Ministers and the Executive, um, and also made up of the House of Representatives, who are the elected MPs through the general election. All right, so who is the Executive? Uh, The Executive is made up of Ministers of the Crown and the Government Departments, The MPs in the executive are voted in through the mixed member proportional voting system and therefore is a representative of the country's vote and they make up the government. So the government is obviously the people that make the day-to-day decisions regarding our country and they also bring proposed laws to parliament and decide what policies should get put into practice by the government department. All right, you mentioned accountability before. How is the executive held accountable through this separation of powers? Uh, Separation of powers means the executive can be um, held accountable. Um, Through The main way this is done is through question time, which is when the opposition of the government can ask 12 oral questions, which are proportionally distributed in Parliament, and the ministers who are getting asked the questions will have um, a couple of hours to prepare a response. However, it can be follow-up questions asked, which are supplementary, and they will not have time to respond to this. The purpose of this is the opposition should make the government look vulnerable and question their decisions to make sure they are making the right decision, which is in the best interest of the country. All right, you mentioned the third, um, and that was the judiciary. Tell us more about that. Uh, So the judiciary are the judges in the court that interpret the law that comes before them. They also review the decisions of government. 
All right, so let's have a look at some examples of how the separation of power can work in our constitution. Um, so obviously the executive can act as a check and balance on the legislature. So by proposing the new bills, the government can prevent parliament from passing extreme laws because obviously when parliament passes a law, they need to be aware of the ethical, moral and legal norms so we can uh, maintain a degree of stability and clarity in the law. Um, however, at the end of the day, Parliament is supreme under our constitution and therefore there's no limitations on what Parliament can do and they can override any decision or pass the moral or ethical laws if they chose to. So how can the legislature act as a check and balance on the judiciary? Uh, the legislature can override the common law decision by passing laws that overturn the previous judge's decision. Um, this is usually if a they can overturn politic, politically unacceptable interpretations or developments of the law. And a key example of this is obviously the Natiapa case, where a general ruling was overturned, overturned by the Executive Foreshore and Seabed Act in 2004. And uh, tell us about the judiciary as a check and balance on the legislature. Uh, so obviously the main role of the judiciary is to interpret the statute. Uh, they can do so narrowly or widely to avoid, avoid any injustices caused by the legislature. However, they cannot interfere with how the law is passed. Um, they must also apply the law in light of the Parliament's purpose. And they must also exercise, when making decisions in the court, judicial independence. So therefore, their discretion should not, decision-making powers should not interfere with political interference from the Governor-General, members of Parliament or Ministers, and judges can also suggest legal reforms in their judgments, and therefore identifying areas by where Parliament could improve the law. Uh, legal reforms are an example of this. They examine the existing law and advocate for a change in our legal systems to enhance efficiency. Okay, so how does the judiciary act as a check and balance on the executive? Uh, the judiciary can review the decisions of the executive to see whether they acted within the powers given to them by the legislature. Uh, in a judicial review proceeding, a judge is asked to review the actions or decisions of a public or private administrative body to see whether they acted within the powers given. For example, if the courts, the courts could review an arrest and if they think someone has been arbitrarily arrested and the police have um, start to take into account their powers or act outside of their powers and they could have this arrest overturned. Alright, so continuing this check and balances question, how can the executive act as a check and balance on the judiciary under the New Zealand system? Uh, the separation of the executive and ju judiciary under the New Zealand system of government means the ministers must exercise prudent judgement before commenting on judicial decisions. Uh, a key example of this is sentencing, which is a particularly challenging task for the courts to undertake, and therefore politicians should avoid commenting on the sentence during any appeal period, and they should also make refrain from making any comments that could have an influence on the court in the following decisions. Well, there it is. It's a very fine balancing act, all this checking and balancing, isn't it? Uh, any um, overall comments to finish with? Um. So obviously it's incredibly important for ensuring stability in our constitution as I previously talked about and the mutual recognition between the branches 
recognising and interacting with mutual respect will obviously help maintain accountability in our legal system. Well, there it is. Um, I guess that's some of the stuff you learn in, uh, in year one at, uh, when you're doing your law degree, yeah. but it's uh, essential stuff. Uh, thanks, Annabelle, for taking some time to um, pull that apart for us, separation of powers and how it works here in our judicial system. And we look forward to catching up with uh, the team from Community Law Otago at the same time next week. And Annabelle will talk with you again, no doubt, further down the track. Kia ora. Thank you so much. See ya. Community Law Otago. Free legal advice and support for the people of Otago. Visit our weekday advice clinics at 169 Princess Street, Dunedin. Clinic session times are available from the website communitylawotago.com. Ring 474-1922 or 0800-169-333 if calling from outside Dunedin. Speak Legal is made with support from the Law Faculty, University of Otago, training for life. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.